Today, as we are, we are gathering here, uh, I had just a few thoughts I wanted to share with you devotionally, and then we're going to close in, in worship so that you guys can get home. But uh, God's put a couple of ideas on my heart that I just wanted to share this morning. Um, I'm trying to figure out just how to, how to share this image I have. I've been meeting with a local pastor uh, who, who is a very good friend of mine, and uh, has a, has a church that's probably the most similar to ours of any church in Saratoga. And uh, I, I always say, we should just combine our churches, man. You know, we have a big mega church, you know. A northeast mega church, which is like 100 people or more. Because the churches are kind of small here. You know, it's, we're not like in the Bible Belt, per se. You know, we don't even, we've never even seen a Bible Belt. Our pants are held up just fine the way they are around here, right? So... Me and my friend have been, uh, been meeting and praying periodically and listening for what the Lord has to say for our churches in Saratoga. You know, in the Bible, in the Bible, in Revelation, it says, it has these, these uh, messages that are sent to the churches. It says, to the church in Laodicea, to the church in Sardis, you know, to the church in Philadelphia. Did you know there was a church in Philadelphia? My friend Jim has a church in Philadelphia. That's a different one, I guess. Um, and uh, so I always think about, we get so, uh, so um, into our own church, sometimes we forget the church in Saratoga, you know? So I like to meet with this guy because he's like-minded, like-hearted, believes in Jesus, believes in the Bible, preaches the Bible, is looking for what the Holy Spirit is doing. We just have that in common. And uh, so we've been talking about the river. Remember that book, River Dwellers, we read? And it's this image of living in the fullness of the Spirit, walking in step with the Spirit. And, uh, and in the book, there's all these different images where, you know, some people are walking in the river. They're in the river. And some people are kind of on the shore, you know, for different reasons. Some people are up off into the woods. You know, some people go down once a year to get a bucket of water, and they walk back into the woods. And so we're talking about, you know, Norman Grubb, which is an author I really enjoy. Uh, he says, you know, the... The way that the Christian life is supposed to be is cups flo- overflowing all the time. You know, that's a pretty interesting concept uh, because obviously life ebbs and flows, things happen. You know, I don't think that's what he's talking about. I think he's talking about as far as us and God are concerned, there's only one thing that stops the flow of God in your life, and that's sin. So, he sa- so in this book from like 1950, he says, but all you have to do is confess your sin, and it's, it's washed away, and you can get right back into the cups overflowing place. It's the same idea as living in the river. And so I passed along my, my River Dwellers book and thing that we've been doing here to my friend, and now he's doing a sermon series on, the, on, on that at his church, and they're seeing God do just awesome and amazing things, people coming to Christ, some people being healed. I shared some of that with you guys. And we're just feeling like to the church in Saratoga, you know, God is up to something. You know, God is wanting to uh, make, make, a, make an impact in our community in Saratoga Springs uh, by, the, by the work of his spirit. And so we're praying for revival. But one of the images my friend shared with me, uh, he had, he's, he's had for many years. Um, well, first of all, it's, it's, it's really fun. Uh, five years ago, I was having lunch with this guy, and he said, I believe that someday you and I are going to be senior pastors together in Saratoga. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'll have black beans and steak on mine, you know. 
But now he's a senior pastor, new, new, new senior pastor there, and I'm the newish senior pastor here. So it's kind of neat how God worked that out. Um, but the image that he's had for, for many years is this idea of like a dam with water built up behind it, right? And it's, it's like there's a lot of sense of water kind of, um, a lot of energy. And on the, on the ground level, if you've ever been by a dam, I go to the town of Day and go fishing there. And so you go fishing and you're standing on the rocks. I like to fly fish. So um, you hear, you're fishing, la-di-da-di-da, and then all of a sudden you hear like a little alarm and the water starts rising. You're like, I need to get out of here because I'm going to be washed away by this thing, you know? It's a little bit scary if you've never seen it before. But he has this, this image of a dam that we've been praying about, and, uh, and he said, you know, there, there's this water and, and there are people kind of on the shore, there are people stepping in a little bit. Some people are even like uh, kneeling down and splashing water on their face, you know? Some people are kind of laying back in it. Some people are diving deep down into it. And his whole thing that, he's, that he said is, we need to locate ourselves in terms of our relationship with God, you know? Where are we in our relationship with God? Are we, are we living in the fullness of what the Spirit wants, cups overflowing, the river? Or are we sort of um, timid on the shore, you know, uh, waiting for someone else to hop in, you know, ahead of us to see if it's safe, uh, but where the river flows, everything lives. And when God gets to work in our lives, when we really immerse ourselves in what he's doing, you know, that's when we start to see amazing things happen. And uh, there, there's different reasons why some of us are at arm's length from, from, from God and our relationship with him and from the river. There's some really simple things. Sometimes it's sin. Sometimes it's uh, timidity. Sometimes it's just wanting to kind of call the shots in our own lives and not wanting, not trusting, not wanting God to be Lord of our lives. Deep, deep down, right? Um, there's all kinds of reasons. But as we were praying together a couple of weeks ago, my friend, you know, he, he was praying for me, and I was praying. We were praying for our churches and what God was doing. And uh, he said, I got the funniest image of you. And I was like, this is going to be interesting. So sometimes God gives impressions, dreams, these kinds of things. It's very, very typical in the Bible, so there's no reason to expect that he doesn't do that anymore because it's in the Bible, you know. So he, he had this, this kind of vision of me, and he goes, you are like under a waterfall, just water falling on you, you know. And that was very encouraging because I thought, you know, that's great. I, I kind of am trying to locate myself in terms of my walk with Christ. I want more of him. I want to be in him and uh, to be cups overflowing. He's like, and that was really neat. And then he goes, and I looked a little closer, and you were wearing like a child-sized, uh, like if you think of like Paddington Bear with like a little raincoat, like a child-sized raincoat and rain hat. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. He goes, I don't know what it means. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, um, you know, something that God has really revealed to me is, you know, I, I place myself into the presence of God, into the Spirit of God, and then, uh, but there's, there's certain, like, things that kind of began in childhood when I was very young, when I would have fit into that. That little raincoat, right? It's a silly, it seems silly if you don't have this perspective, I guess, but uh, there are some things that are holding me back from my own, like, formative years. And I felt like the God, God was saying, you know, I want, I want that. You know, I want, I want you to take off that ridiculously small raincoat and, uh, and be immersed in the river, be immersed in the waterfall. You know, it's like that for all of us. All of us have something, right? Something that's holding us back. 
And, uh, and that was just a really powerful encouragement to me and also a kind of a, huh, how do I do that, God? How do I go back and figure these things out? And so that's where I'm at. That's what I'm thinking about. But I feel very excited about the journey with the Holy Spirit because um, sometimes God shows you where you're at, and that's a great thing. And then he shows you why you aren't moving forward, and he shows you the way forward. And that's kind of, that's true for all of us. So if you really want more of God, uh, it says in the Bible, you know, to ask for wisdom, seek after the Lord. Um, I'm a big Bible guy. You, you're, if you're visiting here, you're thinking this is one of those churches where he just says whatever he thinks and doesn't talk about the Bible. <laughs> Talking about a river, it's really wishy-washy. It's really bothering me. No, I'm a big Bible guy, okay? Uh, but I, I've, I've just been having some thoughts and dreams from God lately that have made a big impression on me. And, I, and I'm very interested in seeing uh, the kingdom of God come in Saratoga, along with, I hope, all of you, and seeing the rule and reign of Christ uh, lived out. Because it's so beneficial. Anything that is near the river of Christ uh, grows and lives, and we can bless our community uh, just by being in the river, you know, uh, so to speak. So... That's kind of this big dominant image that I've been wrestling with, and, and I think it's important to locate yourself and where you're at. Are you, are, you, are you in the river? Are you splashing water, trying things out? Wherever you are in the journey, it's okay to be there. It's really a great thing, and there is a next step for you. And God is all about helping people find the next step, whether it's something from your childhood, whether it's a sin pattern, whether it's whatever it might be. Uh, God is wanting to lead us deeper in him. Um, I'd like to share with you, devotionally this morning, uh, just a couple verses that God really put on my heart. Um, the most amazing thing for, for a new believer is the access to God that they get. You know, it's something that's almost overwhelming. We saw the baptism last week, and Donna, one of the things that, we, that you talked about in your testimony was, I can pray to God anytime I want about anything. I have access to God, you know? And, uh, and I feel like that, that freshness, that excitement is something that uh, many times people that have been in Christ for a long time take for granted and overlook just the, the deep access we have to God, the deep access we have to the river. We kind of lose sight of that, uh, and we, we forget how special it is. But I wanted to share with you a, a verse from 1 John, first of all. And this is, this is an amazing verse. It's in the present tense. It says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So what, the, what this passage is saying to me is that, and this is a present, te- a present tense kind of passage, it's saying that, your relationship with God, going to the next level or being reconciled, is a breath away. It's literally that close. It's a very close access we have with God through Jesus. And many times, us who have been in Christ for a while, we take that for granted. But God descended from the heavens in Christ, went up to the mountain, um, sacrificed his life on the cross, died in our place to reconcile us with God, and then ascended into heaven and gave us his spirit so that we could have this kind of access to God. 
It's a deep, deep, instantaneous access, and it's something we just can't lose sight of and take for granted. Um, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. My translation, God is a breath away. He's closer than your breath. And that is a really encouraging thing to think about if you've been a Christian for a long time. God is close. He is imminent. He's pressing down on our lives. He's drawing us into the river. The second passage I want to share with you is from Philippians 4, 4 to 7. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This passage is is such an interesting one because as you see, it has this little sentence, the Lord is near. And that's kind of the hinge point for the whole passage. Everything this passage says is modified by this idea that the Lord is near. So rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice because the Lord is near. He's a breath away. Let your gentleness be evident to all. And gentleness here uh, means a patient, mild, laid-back, super laid-back, moderate kind of feeling, like you're not freaking out, right? You're not freaking out. Let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything because the Lord is near. In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. That, that word guard, it, it kind of means like having sentries and soldiers standing around your mind and your heart protecting you. Because you believe that the Lord is but a breath away, you can be relaxed. You can relax. Now, if you're walking down a dangerous path in the wrong direction at 100 miles per hour, you know, as, is, as in the case of walking in sin and these kinds of things, you might have something to worry about. I mean, you should probably think about turning around. But in general, if you and God are cool, if you're just in Christ and you're walking in the Spirit, living in the river, you can just chill out because the Lord is near. The Lord, the Lord is near. And, and you don't need to be anxious about, any, about anything because the Lord is going to take care of it. Uh, and the peace of God will guard your heart like soldiers around your heart. And uh, when I heard this passage preached on recently, uh, the, the, the pastor that we, we saw in our small group, right, Stephen? Uh, he shared about how uh, he was in the back of an ambulance with his son who was having seizures. And he, got, he somehow couldn't ride in the ambulance with his son and his wife. He took a separate car. And he, he was thinking, is my son going to live or die? And God brought this verse to his mind, this poor pastor. Because <laughs> he's a pastor, he had this verse. And God said, I am near. I got this. And he, he was like, really, Lord? Even in this moment? Yeah, I, God's like, I got this. The most scary moment. And, and the thing he said in the sermon was so profound. He said, I knew that whether my son lived or died, that God had it. God had it. God was near, a breath away. And God would be my help. Just a beautiful, beautiful image. 
the message of all of this is we have this profound access with God. We have a profound access with God. And next week we're going to talk about Stephen, who, who was essentially put to death, really murdered, because he was preaching this kind of crazy access to God. All right? He was preaching that you, could access to, you can have access to God anywhere in any situation through Jesus, and people did not like that. And that's why they put Stephen to death, one of, one of the reasons, one of the main reasons. This access to God we often take for granted. But God is accessible to us. And God is every day making new places for us to meet him if we will only have eyes to see. Every situation that we encounter, every conversation, every thought that we have, every dream we have, every prayer we pray is, an, is the opportunity to have a holy moment with God if we will only have eyes to see it. God is always speaking one way this way, one way that way, though people don't perceive it. This access to God that we have uh, is, is so close. The Lord is near. He's close as your breath. And, uh, and you can relax and just know that he is near. And you can surrender all of your anxieties, cares, and worries to him because he's near, because he cares for you. And you can have an opportunity for a holy moment with God at any time. He can speak to you, guide you, talk to you. The message of the Bible, of, of the New Testament. God is accessible. And like my friend who recently came to faith, uh, there is nothing between you and God. Uh, no priest is needed, no special program, just Jesus and you. That connection is so close and so intimate. And I just want to remind you, who've been walking with Christ for a long time, do not take that for granted. Do not take it lightly. Think about what God did to make that the situation of your life. He came himself and died in your place and, and provided a way for you to come directly to him without any ritual, without any need to atone for your own sins. Jesus covered it all so that we could have this access with God, so that we could live in the river. I don't think that he did that so that we could stumble around on the riverbank and splash water on ourselves occasionally or get a bucket every once in a while. He wants us all in. And God is doing a work in us. He's doing a work in Saratoga. And so I just challenge you to spend that time seeking after the Lord, uh, locating yourself in this, in this image, this poetic image. Uh, where am I in terms of my relationship with God? There's nothing holding you back on God's end. He's taking care of everything. This access we have, this grace in which we stand, uh, it's been purchased through Jesus Christ. So now the only question is, are you going to jump in or what? I had a dream, uh, another dream, uh, last week. And as, it, as in my current series of dreams, it was in my grandparents' house. Uh, and I was up in the attic where my mother had her bedroom when she was a teenager. And I loved that room because she had scrawled on the walls the names of all her boyfriends at the time and different, I'm best friends with this person, just teenager stuff. I took so many photographs of it when they moved out because I love to show her. Now, who's Kurt, Mom, you know? Who's Kurt? Um, you know, I thought that dad was your own, you know. Um, so we, we love this stuff. But that room is very special. I slept in there when I was a kid, and I just saw this stuff on the walls, and it was like an epic. It was like, like Sanskrit writing on a cave wall to a kid, you know. This is my history, you know. Who is this Kurt? <laughs> you know. And um, 
So uh, I was in this attic, and I was laying in one of these beds, which are now in our house there. Our kids are sleeping in now. They're kind of special. Laying in one of these beds. And I knew it was a spiritual dream. And I reached under the bed and pulled out a box. And inside the box were all these photographs of me when I was younger in Christ. There was pictures of my baptism back in 2003 or 2002. Uh, there were picture, There was like handwritten songs I'd written, and there were there were some cassette tapes. Do you know what a cassette tape is? <laughs> Adorable, right? There were cassette tapes of worship music that was very impactful to me at the time when I came to Christ. Uh, so I had these cassette tapes, and I found this cassette player, and so I, I put the tapes into the cassette player. And I'm listening to them and worshiping, and I just woke up, and I felt like God told me. Um, Go back and do the things you used to do, you know? How do you get in the river, Nathan? Well, go back to the things that you used to do that I loved so much between you and me. Uh, write songs on your guitar and sing to me like you used to. Uh, that's something that was really big. When I first came to Christ, I wrote tons and tons of cheesy songs to God, right? And some of them were pretty good. I'd sit, in my, I'd sit on the shore, Second Dog of Lake, with my guitar and just write songs. And it was like me and God were communing in such a a powerful way. Um, Go back to those times. Go back to those times when you were this way. And it it reminded me of that scripture where where it says, uh, go back and do the things you did at first, you know, when God is talking to to the church and telling them to reestablish their first love. So it was a really powerful dream. And uh, I'm wondering for each of you, you know, what is that next step? What is in that box, in that sacred space where you and God have a relationship? What things did you sense the pleasure of the Father in? Uh, Was it songs? Was it writing? What connected you so well to God at a different time in your life? And how can you take those things out, dust them off, and come back into that deep place communion you once had with God? If you're already there, you're already doing those things, that's great. Maybe there's something else God wants to give you to do. But ask that question. God, what is that thing that I either need to take up a new practice to draw near to you? Or what is that thing I need to dust off that used to be a point of great uh, contact between us? And the whole point of this whole thing is that we might become full-time river dwellers. No raincoats. Nothing between us and God. He's made every, every... payment, every necessary arrangement for this to happen. And the question is, will we jump in? And how will we jump in? And so those are the questions we have today. Let's come before God. And uh, I love this song, How I Need Your Grace, more than my words can say. Um, it's all about the grace of God that we've received through Jesus, that we, sta- we stand in this grace, this grace in which we stand. We walk around and we do all kinds of stuff, but we are standing in grace positionally. It's poured out in our life through Jesus. How will we jump into that river? Wherever you are in your relationship with Jesus, 
uh, the invitation is to go deeper. So figure out what that looks like. Figure out where you are at in terms of your proximity to the river. Figure out what it takes to get into that river. It's okay wherever you're at, even if it's way into the woods. He is a breath away. He is so close. He is pressing down on your life. He is okay with you standing underneath the waterfall with a child-sized rain slicker on. He's okay with that. Wherever you're at, take that next step this week. Find it. In your next 48 hours of solitude in this ice dungeon we're going to be trapped in. (laughs) I bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to be safe and well on your trip home and to go deeper into the river this week as you hunker down with your families. I bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You are dispersed. Go and be the church.